I'm sure that we've all been there. We've all had that moment where we've been sat at home or at work or somewhere else in our lives. And we've thought to ourselves, do you know what? That's it, enough is enough. Something has got to change. But how many of us actually follow it through? My guest on this episode is Hayley Palmer. Hayley decided to change career just a few years ago and very quickly found success. She says that it's down to having a positive mindset and she now has her dream career as a presenter, combining both her creative skills and her people skills. Hayley can be found presenting 80s nostalgia music show that was then, this is now, and also self-titled show at home with Hayley on Sky TV. Hayley is definitely a glass half full kind of girl and shares her tips for keeping things positive. Hayley, hello, how are you? I'm really good, James, how are you? Yeah, I am well, thank you. Long time since we've been able to have a good old chinwag and a natter. I know we've uh, sent the odd voice note here and there and just sort of like caught up to check how, we, how we're all doing, but how are you well? How's, how's lockdown treating you? Lockdown three. I know, right? Lockdown three. Well, lockdown one, I was sort of okay. Lockdown two, I was okay. And now I'm just eating chocolate and Doritos to get me through it. You and the rest of the world, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure everybody has got their vice at the moment just to get through this third lockdown. Yeah. Um, so set the scene for us, Hayley. Where are you right now? Um, and, you know, where are we talking to you from? Yes, yeah, so I'm usually in London, but because of the lockdown and I can't go to the studios where I work, um, I've actually come back down to Southampton, or near Southampton, in Hampshire, um, and I've turned my parents' dining room into a green screen studio. Fantastic. Um, I'm not sure they were happy about that decision. But <laughs> I was like, I need to keep doing my job. How can I make this happen? And they very kindly um, told me that they would have their dinner on trays in the lounge and I could have the dining room. So, yeah. Oh, bless <laughs> them. That is lovely. And so when you say you've turned it into like a studio, so green screen, you've got a green screen or you painted a wall or how did that work? No, it's, it's a green screen. Um, what I didn't realise is, is that a lot goes into a green screen studio, which I've learned, Chase, the hard way, trust me. <laughs> um, so we've got uh, professional lighting, because um, the green screen has to be lit a certain way. Um, I've got a microphone, um, a reflector. What else have I got in here? Um, yeah, all the kit, all the gear and no idea. No, <laughs> I've, learned, I've learned along the way. So um, yeah, and now we know basically what we're doing. Um, we're just interviewing. I mean, I've done two interviews today um, and a lot of people are free at the moment, which is great, which means yeah. I can get them on the show. So, yeah. Oh, good. And I mean, what you're doing is fantastic because I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. Some of the stuff you've been doing with At Home at Hayley and um, also that was then, this is now. And, you know, it's, it's brilliant because you're actually putting stuff out there that looks very professional and you wouldn't even know that you're not in a TV studio. So hats wow, off. Wow, if you could see my uh, fluffy slippers underneath, then uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not very professional. Uh, but no, it's great. It's great. I've learned a lot. I've, I just thought being a presenter was just the talking bit but I think I've had to sort of go into a producer role as well which doesn't come naturally to me but I've had to learn all the technical things so I guess it's been good for me in that respect I've got a few more little skills going on yeah absolutely and that's actually something that I wanted to touch on as we go through because I think so many people think that the presenter walks into the studio and just starts reading autocue and it just isn't that at all is it you've had quite you know a lot to to learn especially now in this time 
um, that it's actually yeah. so much more to that. And you put a lot into your stuff creatively, don't you? Yeah, I do. I mean, I like to really research the guest. And also I like to make sure that they're okay technically their end. So for example, today I've been on Skype just making sure that people are okay, that the Wi-Fi reception is okay. And, you know, all these kind of things that people don't see that go into it, which you're not getting paid for, but you do it because you're show and you want to make it a success. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. So I say you sort of really spend, you know, a week beforehand with the guest and a week afterwards, because you're still following up, you're still, you know, if they're sending footage through to you, you're making sure it's okay. And then it's all the social media stuff. So there's a lot more that goes to it than just talking. The talking's the easy bit, to be honest. It's yeah. all the other bits that I worry about. Yeah. So, I mean, are you going to be like most of the, well, the rest of the world and probably by the end of this putting IT technician on your CV? <laughs> oh, I don't know if I could go that far. But um, like I said, that doesn't come naturally to me. But I've had to just be like, I need this because otherwise it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, I'm quite lucky that I work with someone really technical, Simon, who's um, my exec producer. He's literally, I could phone him up with any problem and he would know the answer. So I probably oh. learned from someone really good. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, cool. So I really wanted you to come on this show and thank you so much for agreeing to. Um, and particularly because I really like your story. I like um, the fact that you just suddenly were like, do you know what? Enough is enough. I want to change a career and I'm going to be a TV presenter. And it was just, it was brilliant. It was almost like a sort of like a six year old turning around and going, I don't want to be a Barbie anymore. I want to be an angel. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was very good and, um, you know, very creative. And that is funnily enough, almost kind of when we first met I think we're in the beginning stages um yeah. roles were, were kind of reversed because you were interviewing me for an online channel at the time called yeah. Theatre News and yeah. Uh, yeah so I mean talk us through that what were you doing beforehand and what was it that what was that straw that broke the camel's back and you're like nope I've had enough I'm out to live my dream yeah it's a good question because I love to talk about it because sometimes you need to stop and just realize where you've come from because you're always panicking about the next thing. Um, but you're absolutely right. I, I was teaching dancing like since I was 18, which I loved doing, teaching children and adults, um, which was great. I needed some extra money and I started working in an office and I just hated it. <laughs> like the first day I walked in there, I just thought this is not for me. And I remember thinking, why do I feel so rubbish? And I think the reason I felt so rubbish is because it was so far from where I wanted to be in my life. And everyone else just seemed to be fine. And I just thought, oh, what, why is it me? Is there something wrong with me? Like, why don't I fit in? And I, I just knew something was wrong big time. And I would dream of being a presenter when I was, I would just like start Googling things. And I mean, I, I, my mind was wondering, and I thought, how on earth can I make it happen? Because you can't ever imagine it when you're in like an office environment. Um, so I um, applied to work at ITV on a work placement. Uh -huh. And when I did that, I thought I was probably too old to do it because I thought it was something that I should have done when I was 18. And at this point I was in my late 30s. So I felt a bit embarrassed and I didn't really have much support of people that, well, you do have support, but it's, it's something that you've got to make happen yourself. So I just, all these things were going through my head. Like, yeah. oh, stop it, I'm going to do it. Um, and meanwhile, that was going on. I was applying for things. I um, 
was still running my dance school and I got interviewed on a community radio station about my dance school in Southampton. And when I was there, I sat there and I had a light bulb moment and I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm not going. I was literally like, where can I, how can I work here? And they were like, well, there's not any jobs here at the moment. I was like, well, can I just shadow someone? Can I just come in on the breakfast show and watch you? Like they couldn't get rid of me. <laughs> I, I was there. I mean, and then because I know, I just, I felt it was the right thing. And yeah. I did, I just gained as much experience as I could. I was accepted at ITV on a work placement. And when I was there, they got me behind a computer desk uh, doing a spreadsheet oh, and I was like no no no, no this, is, this, this is not what I want to do so I went and spoke to the uh, big boss <laughs> and we laugh about it now and I was like um can I go down to this morning or loose women and everyone was like you can't say that I was like yes I can I'm here for two weeks for free I'm gonna make the most out of this yeah. I did the next day I went down to this morning I was sat there watching Holly and Phil I went and watched loose women and I was like yes this is more like it I'm feeling really good I feel at home here and um, things started progressing from there, really. So, yeah, I guess it's just, you know, it's when when things work out for you, you get a good vibe and you know that's exactly where you want to be. So it took me to my late 30s to find that, though. I mean, some people are lucky to find it when they're 18. I didn't yeah. have a clue. I was just sort of sailing along in life. I just thought that was it. Um, but now I know it's my passion and I know it's my passion because when my alarm goes off, I get up and I start working because I want it so bad. Oh, that's it. And do you know what? I think that's all that anyone can really hope for in life, isn't it? It's just you sort of like when your eyes ping open in the morning, there's no effort to go to work. Do you know what I mean? You go, you do yeah. it and you kind of it's yeah. the last thing you think about when you go to sleep at night. And it's the first thing you think about when you yeah. wake up in the morning. Um, and something that, you know, over having, you know, conversations with you in the past and stuff like that, something that I really noticed about you was your determination. Um, and the, you were telling me a story about you went to a radio station, I think it was Love Sport Radio, and you just wouldn't let them not see you. You kept just like going to the boss and saying, hey, come on, give me a show or yeah. give me something to do or whatever. And that paid off, didn't it? Yeah, that's true. Um, I saw an ad about Love Sport Radio opening and I had a meeting. Say I had a meeting. I think I sort of came back about 10 times on emails like please let's just have a chat let's just have a chat because I wasn't right for the station I don't know that much about sports but I thought there's got to be some kind of opportunity here yeah I didn't know what was up with me <laughs> so um, I remember meeting him and I remember him going no Hayley and I was like let's turn that no into a yes shall we and um, I said can I not read the traffic can I do the weather like what can I do anyway he said to me no so I came away from that weirdly I thought I still think I've got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Deluded or what? And actually about um, two months later, um, he called me up and he said, right, we're going to give you the graveyard shift, they call it, from 10 o'clock at night to one in the morning. Yeah. And I think he thought there's no way anyone's stupid enough to do that. And I went, yeah, that's fine. I'm there. <laughs> Do you reckon he was at the other end of the phone going, damn it? <laughs> I think he was like, who in their right mind? In my head, I was thinking, how am I going to get home from Love Sport at one in the morning? And I thought, it doesn't matter. I've got a radio show and I'm going to absolutely grab that with both hands and make it fantastic. And it was brilliant because, I mean, you came on the show, didn't you? Yeah, Jane? yeah, I did. And we had so much fun and it I was, was making so it what fun. I could. I was like getting guests in. I was like, you're booked for midnight. They were like, what? <laughs> I was like, come on, just play along with this. And um, 
we had great times but it's one of those things where if I see an opportunity you know they're going to give me a rubbish shift like that I don't care because I've turned that into something great and it was great because and we exactly. made it that way yeah you you made it yeah. such a great show um and it was really enjoyable and really fun to the point where and it to make it even worse it, it wasn't just 10 to 1 it was 10 to 1 on a Sunday evening so <laughs> it's like that time in the week where it was just that like everybody should have been in bed ready for work the next day <laughs> But I would stay up just to listen because the guests you got on from having to going into your first radio show, the research that you did and getting all the celebrity guests that you managed to get onto that show was fantastic. You had people like London Hughes. You had people from Love yeah. Island, um, you know, celebs go dating. You did a brilliant, brilliant job. Um, and it was very, very fun to be part of. So thank you for inviting me on that time. Oh, they, they were good times. And I looked back, really good memories. Yeah. yeah. Alexander, who I presented with, um, you know, we look back, especially in lockdown, and we go, God, we were really lucky. We had some really good times, you know. Yeah. So I'm very grateful of that opportunity. Yeah. No, that was great. And I mean, I, when I did come on that time, I do actually remember saying to you, um, so I'm going to have to leave now or I won't get my train home <laughs> because it was ridiculous <laughs> o'clock in the morning. But it was great yeah. fun and we loved it. So thank you for that. Um, so um, the other thing that I was going to say to you is, and you, you touched on it slightly earlier, is you did an internship at ITV. Um, but along the way, you did some other bits and pieces for radio as well, didn't you? Where you just went in and one big thing that you would say is, I just want to learn. Let me learn. You know, I need to, I want to know how to change the track and how to bring in a guest and, and all of that sort of business. I'm not yeah. using the right terminology, probably, I know. Yeah. But that is, um, you know, something, there was a real willingness to learn. And that must have been something that they really liked in you. Well, I think with radio and telly, the best thing really, they call it um, getting radio air miles in the business, which mm. is just basically meaning just talking and getting that experience. Because, you know, there's so many things that can happen on a shift. And um, again, it's not just the presenting, it's, becoming in from into a record out of a record bringing a guest in yeah it's all those things that you learn over time but yeah I shadowed so many people I mean I'm not one for like ever going after the money which is probably why I'm broke but I <laughs> I always just go no 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 I want to gain the experience I, you know when you love it you don't mind sitting there watching someone for three hours because I was fascinated yeah like, oh that's, that's interesting how they're doing that and you take these little tips from people and you're learning from the best you know so I um, just did anything I could to improve. Um, I remember even meeting up with Neil Fox, the radio presenter, oh, wow. and just saying, Look, can, can you give me tips? Like, how, how can I get into the industry more? And, what, you know, and it's, you need to learn from the greats. I think if you want to do any job, you think, well, look at who's made it and how did they get there and what are they doing? You know, yeah. it's there in front of you. So um, I'm always learning. And even now, obviously I've come a long way since then but I'm always learning from people I'm always watching things I'm obsessed with YouTube I'm always watching different presenters and oh I like that that I didn't like that you know and and making your own style because I don't think there's anything right or wrong with presenting because everyone's got a different personality but you can get little tips of people and I do think definitely shadowing is the best way to do that really yeah yeah and and you're right you know you do learn little things because the things that you would never think of that somebody would turn around to you and say, oh, do you know what? Actually, I find if I do it this way, then that makes life much easier. And, and then when, as soon as you try it, you're like, oh, actually, that's fantastic. Um, you yeah. mentioned that you've come a long way. Um, 
And that is true, but over such a short period of time, I, it's one of those things I've spoken to, you know, our, we, we have mutual friends um, and I was speaking to one of them not so long ago and we were saying, oh, you know, how fantastic Hayley's done. And both of us were like, but, you know, where did that come from? It just happened so quickly. And that, again, must be down to your work ethic. And I was listening to another podcast that you, sp- that you spoke on recently. Um, and something that you say is it is down to mindset and determination. Um, so talk us through a little bit there. What, what, you know, how do you get into that right frame of mind to, to achieve what you want to achieve? Well, firstly, I think I am making up for lost time because although it's not an age thing, like if I started this when I was 18, I probably would have come a long way. And obviously I have started this really late on. So I do feel like I haven't really got that much time to waste. And that's the truth. I do think to myself, I have to make it now because well, not now, but within the coming years, because, you know, I have left it a lot later in life to do. Um, but my work ethic, I mean, I've never worked so hard in my life. I've always just sort of got up at like, whenever I feel like it, switch the telly on, have my cornflakes. Before you know it, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. So <laughs> I never had much discipline. But yeah. now if you saw me, I mean, I plan the night before. So even when I don't feel like it, I still plan three little things I'm going to do the next day, even if it is just press the button and send an email. Like at least it's things you've done three things before you've even started on your normal day. So um, I'm very much into mindset work, which I didn't really even realize until now how important that is. Yeah. But your mind is so powerful. So I've trained my brain to believe that I can go further like I absolutely believe it not in a big-headed way but you have to believe in yourself and a lot of people believe in you as well yeah so um I do a lot of visualization I really think visualization is key so I put music on this sounds really silly but I I visualize myself in my dream job and I pretend it's already happened yeah and I am so in the moment and I visualize the feelings of how it would be to tell my parents and tell my friends and when you come out of that it's almost like you were so in that moment it's like you've almost brought that into your life already and you're just enjoying the experience as you go along so I really think if you can kind of do that into your routine in the morning and in the evening yeah um I really think that's a big help so yeah um visualization affirmations as well um because again you're brain plays tricks on you and I always say this it's not on the days when you're feeling good because obviously it's easy just to be like yeah but it's those days when you feel rubbish and in lockdown it's tough Mm. you know because you're not even in the industry properly you're not even mixing with those industry people going out and stuff so you're there at home and sometimes you feel a million miles away from that dream and they're the days that you've got to kick in and go no (laughs) turn the tv off start working and make it happen so I definitely think it's a mixture of mindset and a mixture of taking the action like it's not going to happen just by dreaming that you're going to be on this morning yeah. it needs to be the actions like what little steps even like little baby steps in the right direction is the key definitely because otherwise how's it going to come your way so I would recommend between five and ten actions daily towards your dream 
Yeah, no, I think that's really sound advice because I mean, so many people will use you know, that phrase of, oh, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But th there is that element of you've got to go out and get it. And I, I do, I, but I do yeah. believe in what's meant for you will come to you, but you have to oh, go yeah. out and get it. Um, yeah. Totally. Have you heard of um, a thing called, I think it's called, um, I'm probably wrong, but I think it's called a cosmic shopping list. Where, what happened? No. Oh, okay. So basically, it is similar to what you were saying about having your affirmations and things like that, and and imagining yourself in the job. Um, but what you do is you write a list of everything that you want, but you write it in the present tense as if you have it, and yeah. then you put the list away somewhere safe and come back to look at it in a year's time. And then by writing all that down, the the sort of the thing is that you will have those thoughts at the back of your head because you don't want to come back to that list in a year's time and be like, oh, I haven't achieved any of it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you've caught, you just what's the word? Got that sort of subconscious um, sort of voice niggling away, saying, "Oh, you better go and do that now. You need to go and get that." Um, so yeah. you know, again, that's a you know another positive tool that you know you can use to to go out and get what you yeah. want. Like it. And um, you're also very, um, you like astrology, don't you, Hayley? You're very into your star <laughs> sign. And, and what star sign are you, Jay? I'm Cancerian. I was Cancerian I can see that. before this whole new sign thing came about. And oh, I don't get the new bit. Okay, cool. Well, then I'm with you because I don't want the new one either. I don't want to be a Gemini. I want to be a Cancerian. Um, so, yeah, very emotional and very friendly, apparently. Um, yeah. But, yeah. But, and what sign are you? I'm a Leo. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I can see. Uh, yeah, that. I definitely am a Leo. I had um, Russell Grant on my show the other day, and um, he said to me, I, "Well, the first time I met Russell Grant, he said to me, Leo, he knew straight away.'" Ah, is that yeah. what he does then when you meet him? Um, and for anyone who's listening who doesn't know who Russell Grant is, he is an, a famous astrologer. I think he does newspaper columns and and some yeah. TV stuff and uh, does magazines. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, so he's like the male equivalent of Mystic Meg. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, so is that what he does? Instead of coming up and introducing himself, does he point at you and say your star sign? Well, I don't know about that because actually he likes to know your moon sign as well. Mm. So apparently it's your sun sign and your moon sign. But he said my hair was a dead giveaway because that's my mane and Leo's a lion. So, oh. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I am into star signs. I like to guess people's star signs and I feel the need to know people's star signs but I only know the basics that's it well that yeah but then I suppose most of us only know the basics as in like the the, the characteristics <laughs> don't we as in like oh yeah. definitely a Leo um <laughs> yeah for sure um so were there any hurdles or pressures that you kind of felt were in your way not just in this career but just thinking about um moving from that what I suppose is quite a delicate age is from those teenagers as a young lady yeah. moving into womanhood, should we say? And was there anything that kind of stood in your way that you would say, actually, do you know what? I should have seen that coming, or you're so glad that you did that because it tested you a little bit. Um, or was there anything that you were like, man, I really had to work hard at that? Yeah, I mean, I've always had to work really hard. I don't think I'm someone that's been ever given anything or mm. ever just been like oh yeah come and do this I've always had to fight for everything um that's all I know I've, I've always done that so um I think in those kind of years sometimes it just takes a while to even get your mind on point coming out of school college and going into the real world as it as it were but I think the biggest test is people really I think um 
you know, dealing with different types of people in the industry. Even now, you know, I think half of it is people skills because especially if you're in something like presenting, um, it's, it's people can sometimes think a certain way about someone and actually when you meet most people and break them down, they're, they're really nice. You yeah. know? Everyone's got their insecurities, everyone's got their worries. Um, so I think people skills is something that um, is a good skill to learn early on. You know, I think it's something that's probably needed in the world, in life, in, in any case, you know. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say people. And um, like I said before about believing in yourself, I think you're your own worst critic. And totally. you, can talk yourself, you can talk yourself out of things, can't you? 100%. I mean, I don't know if I would have had the confidence to do what I do now when I was that young, because, I mean again part of it is just going no I can do this I mean the first day on set on that was then just now which is the new show I did um which is the top of the pop style show yeah that was incredible because I've gone from green screen and working in a little studio to going on set with cameramen crew directors backing dancers backing singers you know that I was overwhelmed by that yeah. And in my head, I had to go, Hayley, you've got this. Everything's going your way. I was repeating that in my head. You've absolutely got this. And obviously, you're meeting all these stars. Yeah. All these legends. Yeah. <laughs> they're, abs- they're absolute legends. And there's little me there ha- handing out the Harry bows, just like <laughs> trying to fit in. <laughs> and um, that is definitely that little voice in your head that talks you out of it. I was yeah. like, no, you've absolutely got this. And like I said, I don't know if I would have had those skills years ago I think I would have been more worried but now I've trained my brain that I'm absolutely in control and I can do this and if I can do this I'll treat myself to a Nando's on the way home I literally have to buy myself yeah yeah I I buy myself food all the time and that's um, that's such an important point that you make because it's it's all about being kind to yourself isn't it and I think we like you say we're our own worst critics and you wouldn't ever speak to anybody else the way that you speak to yourself sometimes. Do you know what I mean? The things you say to yourself, somebody who's likely to give you, wallop you one in the face if you ever spoke to them in the way that you, yeah. you speak to yourself. Yeah, it's so, funny, isn't it, that we're like that? But I think everyone's got that in them. I don't know why, but yeah, I have learned, and it is through positive affirmations. Yeah. In fact, I write them down. I write down 15 in the morning and 15 at night now. And I know that sounds a bit of a chore, but when you're writing it, you're thinking the first couple of lines, you're like, oh, do I have to do this? And then by the end of it, you've almost like turned your brain around. So yeah. you get into this kind of state of like gratefulness. And, you know, it's just about training that brain, I think. Yeah. You've got control and you can do anything you want. Like, I really believe you can do anything you want. A, are you prepared to put the work in? And B, do you believe you can do it? Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, no, absolutely. I really echo what you say there. I think that's fantastic. Um, So what does your day look like when it comes to looking after yourself? And not necessarily in like in a fitness regime, but what do you do to sort of like relax and take care of yourself and think about your mind and your body? It's a good question. I mean, things are different now Hmm. to what they were. So in not lockdown, the gym and dance classes are my medicine because when I'm dancing I don't think about anything because I love it so much and as soon as I hear music for me music's a big one Mm. if ever I'm feeling a little bit off I will literally put on Legally Blonde 
wicked. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, the soundtrack. And yeah, Love and it. I am singing along really badly, full blast. So music is a good one. And um, yeah, like I said, I work on my mindset uh, morning and night. And um, I spend a lot of money on the cosmetics that I don't have, just making myself feel good, makeup, beauty products. Um, I'm all for like girly time and, you know, face masks and manicures and pedicures and making yourself feel good. Because you're right, you have to look after yourself. That's the key. If you feel good, you're most probably going to have a really good day. Yeah, so, um, exactly. I could not yeah. agree more. Good stuff. Um, and so going back then, thinking about when you were growing up, um, and it might be about, you know, your first sort of your chosen career as a, as a dance teacher, um, or it might be the second career. But what is um, the best bit of advice that somebody ever gave you? And what was the worst bit of advice that somebody ever gave you? Oh, um, so the worst bit of advice, I can remember meeting up with someone in the industry. Yeah. And being like a little puppy, so excited to break into presenting everything. And I was trying to gain as much experience as I could. And I remember someone quite high up said to me, you are too old to do this. You are. Oh. Yeah, they actually they did say that to me. You're no. too old. And someone else told me to change my look. And I said, yeah, but I feel comfortable like this. Like, yeah. this, is, this is me. Um, and they were like, no, no, no. You need to, like, cut your hair. You need to, you know, they were telling me, like, style images which I didn't feel comfortable with and I I'm secure enough in myself to know that if I don't feel secure with that that that's not going to come off well yeah so, um yeah I ignored both of those bits of advice <laughs> on that front oh good um yeah and the best bit of advice I've ever been given is you probably heard this expression before but it's um 90% is what happens no hang on you got it the wrong way around <laughs> 90% <laughs> <laughs> 90, <laughs> it's lockdown brain let me just go 90% no 10% is what happens yeah and 90% is how you deal with it so therefore you know if maybe you're dealing with someone that's having a bit of a strop or you've maybe taken an email the wrong way um maybe that's your interpretation so if you can just learn to just chill out and be a little bit more like oh well never mind like I mean Look, I've got rejected loads of times mm. in the industry. I could literally write you a list of how many times I've been rejected. And now I literally, not laugh, but I'm just like, oh, well, never mind, because I'm not right for that, but I will be right for this. Yeah. And every time I'm knocked down, I just get up again. So I've taken so many knocks. I'm just like, well, you know. So I think that's a good one. Don't take things personally. Yeah. Um, it's how you take it, you know. And if you can learn, just have a bit of a sense of humour and, and uh, move forward in a positive way, then yeah. I think that definitely helps. Especially in the industry, you know, it's tough. It's tough in presenting, dancing, modeling, you know, because- Just the arts yeah. in general is, is a whole world of, yeah. of no, Isn't and it? rejection and yeah. door closing. And, you know, you've, and one thing that, you know, that you do really, really well is you're definitely a glass half full kind of person, aren't you? That is, that is yeah. definitely your sort of outlook, which is really helpful. And I wonder, just sort of listening to what you were saying about, somebody telling you oh you need to go and cut your hair and you need to change your look and stuff like that do you kind of think a little bit of if you had embarked on this presenting career when you were 18 say do you think you would have been able to take that as well as what you've taken it now yeah that's what I was thinking so although I sort of go on about age um I don't think I would have no I think I would have burst into tears and be like oh but now 
I'm like, I don't care because it is me. I know who I am more yeah. now. So yeah, that's what makes me think maybe it was meant to be that it hadn't happened before now because I wouldn't have been able to. You know, you have got to be a little bit tough to be in the business. I mean, I am a little pussycat. I'm not like majorly tough. I have got a heart and I do sometimes take things a bit too personally. But I think, yeah, you've just got to keep that mind really strong and just keep pushing forward. And, you know, things always will work out if you're a good person and you know where you're going. So. Yeah. No, good. Good, good. Um, well, we're glad you didn't listen. Very glad that you didn't listen. <laughs> didn't want to see Hayley with the mohawks purple hair (laughs) (laughs) absolutely um and so would you say then would you echo that as your advice that you would give to um young people today sort of moving into adulthood and starting to think about their career because I think the pressures nowadays for young people to know exactly what they want to do when they leave school most people change their minds by the time that they've left college anyway and actually mm. think, no, do you know what? I want to do this. Or actually, I found working is better than me for me than, than what education is. Um, but what would your advice be to, the, to those people, um, to those young people who, who are sort of like moving into adulthood now and thinking about their career and thinking about their future life? Yeah, I mean, it is a lot of pressure, isn't it? Because I can remember when they asked me in my careers interview at school, what do you want to do? And I remember that going Butlin's red coat and they were like, no, 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 absolutely. You can't do that. <laughs> and I remember going to do a secretarial course at college, which I wasn't very good at. So I really looking back, I was off to not a great start with something I didn't really want to do. But I think it's important to be happy. Whatever makes you feel good mm. and is giving you a kind of bit of a kick every day is great if you can find that young and don't beat yourself up if you don't find it straight away because that's what that time in your 20s and everything is for yeah so I mean obviously you've obviously come across superb dancers and people that have got real real talent um so I think you know if you've got talent and you've got the drive and ambition um you know keep going for it but just take the pressure off a little bit because it does take time um sometimes yeah absolutely and I think the other thing is it's, it's there's a little bit of re-educating to be done I think about the whole arts industry as a whole because the amount of people you'll talk to and they go oh I really wanted to do acting when I went to, to uni but my parents said no I needed to think about getting a proper job and it's like yeah but it's not just about the acting it's all the other jobs that come within within that you know within the industry the wider industry um you know that you can look at all the other creative jobs that you know that people that you've probably met recently who probably went into TV and now suddenly they're like, oh, I never wanted to be a camera operator, but I just kind of fell into it and I really like it. Or do you know what I mean? So Yeah, I love hearing people's stories. I love it. Like whenever I interview people, I always find out their story, mm. how they made it. And it's it's very rarely do you hear someone that go, oh yeah, someone came and knocked on my door and just gave me a job in the industry. Like, <laughs> no, like <laughs> even, um, you know, I'm trying to think of an example, but yeah, I mean, so many people have had to work their way to the top, but they sort of knew what they were doing. So maybe they went in as a runner or they, uh, you know, at a TV studio somewhere where they could get noticed along the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most people that have made it have got a bit of a story and have had knocks along the way and just got back and and kept going because they want it so much and that's it I think when you want it so much you don't give up no absolutely you, know, you, you keep going don't you it doesn't matter you you know you always hear that so keep going couldn't agree more I could not agree more um so the other thing that I was going to say is um 
we have got International Women's Day coming up in March, um, just yeah. around the corner, eighth of Monday, the eighth of March, International Women's Day, um, and I'm, you know, of the mindset, I'm definitely of that ilk and and of that generation that is, you know, pro girl power, feminism, and equality. Do you know what I mean? I think it, we just need to get to that point where we we reach that equal plateau where we don't have to have these moments of we need to celebrate women we we shouldn't have to do that do you know what I mean it should just be a natural mm. thing in life anyway um so who was your inspiration as a, a when you were growing up so sort of like was there a, a, a singer or a pop star or anyone that you kind of idolized and thought wow they're great and they're making me really sort of get up and and you know go for it well I've got to say my mum <laughs> yeah because my mum is amazing mummy palmer yeah. And uh, I'll make her listen to this later if I get extra brownie <laughs> points. <laughs> and um, my mum's like super positive and um, she's also got great people skills. Like she's more chatty than me and she's just naturally really bubbly. Mm. And I always just used to look at her and think, oh my gosh, she's just brilliant with everyone. Yeah. Like even today, I just um, went for a walk with her um, and the dog. And um, she's sort of like, oh, hello. And like chatting to people on their way along, obviously keeping our distance in these times. Um, but she just, she, she's got that natural ability to talk with lots of different people. And I think that's a really good skill. So I've always sort of admired her for that. Like I said, way more chatty than me. Yeah. She makes me look quite quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know that was possible. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, oh, fantastic. Good. So big shout out to Mommy Palmer then. Yes, she's the best. Absolutely great. And um, fantastic so um, and was there anybody else at all like any sort of um, anybody in the public eye that you really wanted to most people had that person that almost as a in your early teens you want to sort of like start dressing like them and being like them and um, things like that did that ever I think who it was I don't think anyone in my teens as such but I think like when I look at a presenter I would look at someone like Davina or someone yes. again got that kind of like real natural personality and it's funny and it's not too false. I find her just like really genuine and, and she's got like a really nice way. So I'd say Davina's a good kind of role model. Yeah, good Davina. She, you know, she's had a really good stint as a, you know, career-wise, hasn't she? Yeah, she has. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's come back up to present time and let's just think about you um, and thinking about a few years ago when you were sat in that office job and now, you're rubbing shoulders with, at a social distance mind, um, the <laughs> likes of Cliff Richard, um, Sonia, um, a load of other 80s legends, you know, some real fantastic names that you've, that you've been yeah. working with recently. Um, and that's on That Was Then, This Is Now, which is a, um, it's a, it's a very top of the pops kind of feel show, isn't it? Tell us yeah, a little it bit is. about it's that. Uh, I've got the biggest smile on my face talking about this because this, <laughs> I'm so proud of like to be part of this it's, yeah. it's a real dream for me um, to come true um, so yeah what happened with this is I interviewed Mike Stock from Stock Aiken and Waterman yeah who produced all of Kylie well not all of but Kylie's Jason Sonia's um, uh, songs yeah. uh, back in the day you're old enough to remember this real like 80s heyday pop isn't it <laughs> yeah and um we were talking after the interview and we said, oh, it'd be great to do something like Top of the Pops because, again, this is an old thing, but we used to watch Top of the Pops every Thursday and see mm. who was number one in the charts. So like, yeah, that'd be a really good idea. So anyway, this actually came about. It actually happened. 
and um it was exactly like top of the pops the studio felt very much like top of the pops yeah and yeah there was all these 80s absolute icons there um i mean yes sonia was the first one that i introduced on stage and then we'd have a chat afterwards um which was all filmed and that was such an honor to be a part of mike stock's team because mm. everything is first class the way it's shot the directors the whole team i'd never been part of something that was so professional it was incredible i also worked with um broadcaster mike reed who's an absolute legend yeah and um, so i co-presented with him and that was a little bit daunting because i thought oh my goodness he's got so much experience in the industry but he was so lovely to me uh, like he really was just brilliant and helped me with bits i wasn't sure about and you know, so I was really lucky. And then just working with these legends and just sitting there have a cup, having a cup of tea with like Cheryl Baker and putting the world to rights. It was amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't want to leave. On the last day, I said to Mike Stock, I really don't want to leave. I want to stay in this bubble forever because we'd filmed for five days. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, watch the space to see if there's a second series. Oh, I hope so, because it just looks so fun. And it was just so lovely just hearing... Um, all of those tunes come back again. Do you know what I mean? And weirdly, I was just like, oh, and you all sound the same. Do you know what I mean? As in like, there's oh, no, yeah. no real- These 80s artists, I think they sound exactly the same. Yeah. And their songs are really good because you know they're really good because they're still around today. Like yeah. they're still playing on the radio. If you listen to like Smooth and things like that, you know, you hear like the Paul Young songs. And um, so, yeah, they're iconic songs and they're all- super talented you know they can really sing yeah oh fantastic yeah i suppose that was before the time of instant fame nowadays with you know well, yeah things have changed so much now haven't yeah. they? because now you could literally go on a reality show and then be in a daily mail whereas then you know they it was completely different in those days and yeah. you'd also go out and buy the record wouldn't you you'd go to Woolworths yeah. or Alpine, buy your 99p single and be like really delighted with it <laughs> yeah on a cassette tape on a cassette. <laughs> People are listening uh, now going, God, they're old. <laughs> yeah. They're thinking that we're actually sitting, you know, in a black and white movie at the moment, <laughs> writing with a quill. Um, fantastic. And then your other show, which has been incredibly popular, At Home with Hayley, um, which well done on getting your name on the title of the show there. That was fantastic. <laughs> so how did that come about? Because you've had some amazing guests on that, some real great household names. Mm. Well, I was doing my 80s show on a Saturday night. And then when lockdown happened, um, I filmed one version of On the Sofa with Hayley, which was a chat show. Mm. And um, it was my dream to have my own chat show. So it had happened. And then obviously lockdown happened. I thought, well, what am I going to do now? So that's why I created At Home with Hayley. Yeah. And um, the channel said, yeah, go ahead and do it. You know, you, you can present it, you produce it and edit it with my uh, exec producer and um yeah you can have the slot on a, a wednesday night so you know me i'm like i'm gonna take full advantage of this how can i go about this one so fortunately for me because of these times people are available i yeah. mean all these artists have, have had all their tours cancelled um you know gigs um pas everything's gone at yeah. the moment so they are at home so it is a good opportunity to get a hold of them so i am fortunate in that respect mm. um and i built it up and now we're getting some really good names on i mean we had the overtones on uh, yeah. last week that was they were absolutely fantastic um and just yeah getting some lovely guests on so 
that's a real pleasure and I just get to talk to them and um it's just a dream come true really sometimes I have to pinch myself because I'm like wow this is amazing so sometimes it is good just to stop and go yeah I'm really enjoying this you know yeah. so again a lot of hard work goes on behind the scenes yeah, yeah. at home with Hayley but <laughs> there's a lot of um a lot of work that goes into it but it's all worthwhile when you watch the show and then you see the feedback on social media and people are loving it like that makes it really worthwhile because you're like oh it's really making people's days and people write to me and say oh you know it's got us through lockdown you know we really look forward to your show and that's like the biggest gift ever because you're like yeah people like it great <laughs> yeah and, that, and for sure and you know you are clearly very passionate about what you do um and you clearly put a lot of hard work into it you know you know saying that sky have basically turned around to you and go yeah absolutely go for it do it present it edit it do what you need to do um and you know that shows that they've got a lot of trust in you as well which is is awesome um so if anybody wants to be able to watch that was then this is now or at home with Hayley where do they need to go well you can follow me on social media just plugging myself here I've got <laughs> uh, Instagram at Hayley Palmer underscore presenter yeah and Twitter at presenter Hayley um, I've also got a YouTube channel where we put the shows on afterwards um, Wonderful. so go to Hayley Palmer presenter so you'll see all my shows on there um, and subscribe to that <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for that was then this is now if you go to www.thisisnow.tv um, and we'll keep you updated on there so yeah please give me a follow and um, there's got to be some guests that you like on YouTube so come and watch it and it's a bit of entertainment in lockdown there's definitely out of all the stuff that you're presenting at the moment, there's definitely something for everybody so that's fantastic um, we will obviously put those um, Inf bits of information so um how to follow you on instagram social media um and also any other bits and pieces into the bio on this as well so um people can look back after they check out the charity shop sue one. Oh, charity shop sue i mean that was my fave i absolutely love that one <laughs> well, <I've been> <laughs> we were texting each other weren't we, we were like it's charity <laughs> shop sue Sorry, can we just stop and like take this moment in? <laughs> I hope she gets our own TV show soon because she, she is brilliant. Do. She's incredible. She was so funny. I don't think I just ever laughed so much and was in awe of someone. I'm like, this is Jared Jop Soup. And I can't deal with this right now. That's who I was most starstruck by. <laughs> oh, brilliant. She's done a really great job. Such a well thought out character. And everybody knows someone like her. It's like, you know, when everyone yeah. says, everyone knows a Karen you definitely always know somebody who's like charity shop sue oh she's brilliant and she has got me through lockdown because sometimes i i watch her and i just laugh myself silly so yeah big up charity shop sue very good well Haley, listen it has been absolutely lovely chatting to you and hearing about your journey uh, and um hearing uh, your bits of advice and um uh, i hope that the rest of this lockdown treats you really well and um hopefully you can get back to work and back into the studio and um, doing the, what you do best um, as well. So thank you so much for coming on. It's been Oh, no, thank you for having me on the show. It's so easy to talk to you. And um, like we say, we go back a long way. So this has been lovely just to sit and put the world to rights. So if anyone wants to get in contact, please do on my Insta or Twitter. I'm always happy to help. Or if you are getting into the industry or you want a little bit of advice, I'm always happy to do my best to um, give a little bit of advice. And I know what it's like because I've been there myself. So hit me up. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Well, you know, have a happy International Women's Day as well on the 8th of March. Uh, big up to you and thank you so much again.
take okay, care. I'm going to go and uh, play my Legally Blonde and Wicked Sound. Hey, good. Have a boogie. <laughs> All right. Speak soon, Hayley. Take care. Thanks, James. Bye.